Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk podcast, LES's in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are super pumped to be with you guys today. We are very excited to share with you a little BYU versus Boise City preview. Mm-hmm. We got a lot going on there. We got an announcement, big announcement that oh, we're yes. really excited for, and we have a guest picker on the podcast. Oh, yes. So we're going to oh, have a lot of fun yes. today. We know you're going to enjoy listening. Pack so show. Let's just get right to it. Without further ado, let's fool. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that, right? Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go wild. Let's now, go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, Alrighty, everybody. So it is rivalry week again. <laughs> Two weeks we, straight. Yes, we are on to Boys City. Boys City. Yep. Not Boy, not Boise. men. Boise. Boise. Boise, Idaho. Boise City. Boise City. I'm a Boise City fan, and I like tractors. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, first, actually, before we jump into this. All of you who are in Provo and are planning on going to the game, we have got you. We are doing a tailgate. Let's talk tailgate. We're going to have a bunch of our boys there show up 945, the BYU tailgate lot. For all of you who don't know it, tailgate lot is across from Rancheritos on Cougar Boulevard, Mm -hmm. just a little bit east of... um, Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins and Panda Express. Yep. On the north side. Come, we'll have a like a balcony. No, not a balcony. A canopy. Yeah, a canopy <laughs> set up. We'll have burgers, food, uh, football, and we got some flyers that you guys aren't very excited about. But we got t-shirts. <laughs> we got a very limited, and I emphasize very limited supply of t-shirts. Free t-shirts to give away. They'll be navy, like They'll the be game. Navy. They'll have a little bit of less talk on it. Get there early because they'll be gone soon. <laughs> yep. But it'll be exciting. We, you know, giving out free merch and food. And we just want to party with everyone and watch football and then go to the game. So 9.45 in the morning. We'll have, we'll have TVs up. We'll be watching some college football, some game day. We're really excited. But talking about Navy, I think it's time that we dive into this Boise State preview. Woo! First and foremost... Uniforms. Of course. We are a huge uniform podcast. Uniform conspiracy is real. We have a stat of the day. In the last five meetings against Boise State, BYU has gone two and three. Okay, not terrible. Not bad. Here's the fact. Last three times, we were we had navy as the color, right? Sometimes yeah. we were wearing white, sometimes navy, but navy was yeah, like the, navy was the part blue. of the uniform. Right. In those three games that we were wearing navy, we lost. The Ooh. two times we won was when we were wearing royal as our alternate color. Royal is superior confirmed. But. What are we wearing this time around? 
Navy. Navy. We are wearing Navy, but we're wearing all Navy. Right. We have an unfortunate nugget about that. <laughs> Last time we wore all Navy, what happened, Jared? Uh, so it was in October. The game was at LES. We are playing Boise State and wearing all Navy. Last time that happened was October 30th in, what was it, 2003. Blisteringly cold precipitation, just like should be this weekend. And BYU lost 50-12. to 12. Yeah, not good. Horrible. But our helmets are a lot cooler this time around. Oh, yes. And the Navy's a lot slicker. So. And there's no tan in the uniform. Yeah, no tan, so we're very excited about that. Get rid of the tan forever. We just want the royal and the white. That's all we want. Maybe a splash of Navy here and there, but mainly royal. Yeah, honestly uh, though, I'm kind of I'm kind of sold on these navy uniforms. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I really really like them. I I think they're borderline some of my favorite BYU uniforms I've ever seen. Oh, okay. I, I know navy isn't BYU's color, but these are hot. All right. I want to see though before I make any you know grievous decisions about my life. I want to see them on TV on the field. You got to see, see it on the look, green grass, right? Because like. There were some times in the 2000s when our Navy jerseys looked purple. So, yeah. don't want that to happen. Got to look good on TV, too. Exactly. That's the big thing. Just got to look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boise State has been teasing their all-white combination, but no official word yet from them. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really excited. It's, the game will be 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ABC. ABC National, baby. Got a primetime national coverage game. Everybody's eyes will be on BYU. So we're really excited about that. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about what we know about BYU. Uh, Kalani has come out and said that all three quarterbacks are available for Saturday. Quotes. Big air quotes. We've <laughs> talked about it on this podcast before. We think this is more Kalani gamesmanship saying, hey, Boise State, prepare for all three quarterbacks because I'm not going to tell you who's starting. But I think internally and the team, they know who the starter is. Yeah. And as long as they know and as long as the starter is getting reps – that's all that matters to me, mm-hmm. right? Because I think it was fairly obvious that Conover didn't get first-team reps last week. Right. Right? I think he's going to get a lot more reps this week. Mm-hmm. Probably going to start. We'll talk about that a little later. But I don't I don't think it matters. Um, it, as of Monday, Jaron Hall is listed on the depth chart as a starter, and Baylor at the number two. Mm-hmm. So, Lachance and Empey are also both listed as number one on the depth chart. But... BYU has had guys listed as starters on the depth chart before that ended up not playing. So we likely won't know many more on the injury updates until shortly before kickoff, which is when Kalani announces it. Right. And I think that's going to be regardless of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kalani did say that he's feeling good about the progress that Jaron has made, mm-hmm. which, you know, is he going to start this week? Doesn't really say, but... Um, and Baylor Romney is supposed to complete concussion protocol on Wednesday. Yes. So, so we haven't heard any word from it yet, but yes, on Wednesday he is completing. Oh, I guess Wednesday's path. Yeah. So he's completed. Reportedly, his, yeah, he's <laughs> reportedly supposed to finish his concussion protocol on Wednesday. They'll likely have an answer Thursday, Friday. I don't know, maybe Saturday. Yeah. James MP practiced Tuesday and looked good. So no other word on the chance. That's good. And if I'm being honest, the BYU line last week did really well. They stepped up. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not too worried about injuries. Yeah, not too worried about it either. Uh, let's hit our scouting report for Boise State. What do what do our listeners need to know about Boise City? Boise City, they are an extremely one-dimensional team. They cannot run the football. Ooh. Over 1,500 yards passing, only 393 rushing on the year. I got a Yikes. nugget for you. 
something that I did and something I found out in my research before before the show. Algier last week, if you just take last week's game, okay. was only 11 yards shy of equaling the season total of BYU's two leading rushers combined. Of Boise State, you mean? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Boise State. What did I say? BYU. <laughs> did I say BYU? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 11 yards shy of equaling the season total of Boise State's two leading rushers combined. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Tyler Algier was dominant. Boise State has no run game. That is something that fans should know. That's huge. Um, as far as their pass offense goes, they love, 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 love to air out the ball. They have multiple receivers averaging over 15 yards per catch, mm-hmm. which obviously means they like to push down the field. Yes, they do. Shakir, he's their man, and he is. He looks to me like another Devin Tompkins like we saw last week. The dude's fast, and he's a good route runner. Khalil Shakir. Yep. Good name, too. Yeah. He's a clear favorite of Bachmeyer. He almost doubles the next guy in receptions and yeah. reception yards. So he's the clear leader. Gonna look after, you're going to have to look out for him. As far as Hank Bachmeyer is concerned, what can we expect? See, Hank Bachmeyer is actually from my hometown. Uh, I grew up in Marietta, California. He played at Marietta Valley High School. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, same graduating class as my little brother, maybe one year before. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, kid was a baller in high school. But uh, one thing I've noticed about Bachmeyer, 65% passing on the year for 1,500 yards, so he's throwing well. 11 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. But he doesn't perform well under pressure. We need to get pressure on him because when he's pressed, man, the kid can make some mistakes. You remember we were watching the UCF game? Mm. And Hank Bachmeyer was rolling out, jumped out of the jumped like out of bounds, but threw the ball way in the air and gave UCF a free interception. Mm-hmm. We can get stuff like that to happen if we put pressure on Bachmeyer. I I think that's something that BYU has proven that they can do, which huge surprise to us. I mean, yeah. We didn't know this was even possible. But I love what I'm seeing, and I agree. If we can get pressure on him, force him into bad mistakes, our defense is good enough to capitalize off of those. As far as the receiving yards and the receive, you know, because they're so pass heavy, what do you want to see from our defense? Do you think they should zone them up? Do you think they should man them up? What are you thinking? Um, I'm not sure. I'd like to see like a cover two man. Okay. Uh, you know, have have our safeties deep because uh, obviously they they like to push the ball deep. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a little man to man with maybe a little zone in the middle. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think. As much as, as we've hated on Tuiaki, mm-hmm. we've held our opponents to under 28 points or 28 points and under yeah. for five straight games. Yeah. And I think it goes even further back last year. Right. So honestly, it's incredible. And uh, I got to give our defense more credit than we've been been giving it so far. Yeah. We make jokes about them. We just made a joke about them on Instagram. <laughs> but I think I think we'll do well. They can, th- Boise State can air the ball out as much as they want, but as long as we hold them, uh, outside of the red zone, then I think we're good. Yeah. And like we saw last week with Utah State, we played lots of man, and it worked, right? Yeah. The one touchdown they got where they beat our man was in like a cover one press with one high safety, right? Yeah. And they ran a corner route. Safety couldn't get over in time. Yeah. If we run, like you said, a two deep safety, maybe a cover one robber, right? Then we can have the man on man, which is proven to be, you know, adequate for BYU. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have two safeties over each side, cover up Shakir a little more. That's perfect. And I think, I mean, maybe we should be BYU's defensive coordinators. Who knows? Who knows? I Hit us up. I do not want to fight Tuiaki in, <laughs> you know, in the ring. He, yeah. <laughs> uh, neither do I. <laughs> anyway. So moving on with Boise State, 2-3 and three doesn't mean that they suck. 
Uh, they're actually a pretty solid team, and they're nationally respected. Uh, Nevada sanked Bach, uh, sanked, sacked Bachmeyer <laughs> six times. Wow. Six times. So I think our defense can get pressure. Nevada doesn't have an incredible pass rush. Right. But, you know, I think that, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Boise State only had 30-something run, running yards against Nevada in that game. So we can definitely hold Boise State. We, if we, we, can compa- we can contain their offense. We can get Bachmeyer. We can sack him. If we do that, I think we have a recipe for success. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Boy- Boise State only had 43 rush yards. Mm-hmm. So their rush defense has proven to be absolutely horrible. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what we have seen. So Awful. as far as BYU is concerned on offense, feed our boy. Feed Algier. Give him the ball. We've been kind of calling for this, like, every game, you know, halfway through third quarter, they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's run to Adrian. We'll be like, feed him. And it's true. I think he's obviously the MVP of this team. Um, I think you hand the ball to Algier. He is going to take the pressure off your quarterback situation. He's going to make it easier for your quarterback, be it Conover, Soljay, Baylor, Jaren, you know. Let's hope not. <laughs> but Love Soljay, but yeah. Yeah. Tyler Algier, he's going to be the key to the game, in in my opinion, right? Him in the offensive line, because they're what's going to open it up for whoever is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Keys to this game are that we talked about putting pressure on Bachmeyer. Mm-hmm. Not extremely mobile, struggles to throw the ball under pressure. Contain Khalil Shakir. Yeah. All we got to do is contain him. Uh, I, this is a big one for me. Do not let Ryan Raycow... Anywhere within a five-mile radius of a Boise State staff member. We've talked about this before. They got in Johnny Linehan's head and had him run a fake. They got in the Utah State's punter's head, had him run a fake. Raycal, we do not want any fakes on our side of the 50-yard line. And I we've trust seen, Raycal to get it. We've seen Rico like fake a punt before, we like last him. year. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, we love it. But do not do it like... Just not on our side of the field. Not on our side of the field, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not from 4th and 19 from the 2-yard line, yeah. please. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but yes. And then one more thing. We've done a really good job taking care of the ball. Let's keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Boise State has 7 turnovers on the year, and they essentially came in three different in only 3 games. Yeah. So if we can take care of the ball, that's basically why they beat Utah State so badly, right? Because yeah, Utah State missed field goals, turned the ball over on downs, threw picks. If we can, you know, keep the ball safe, don't force anything, we have a pretty good chance. Yeah, so how are you feeling about this game? Do you think that it's going to be close? Do you think that Boise State's just not going to be in it now that they're 2-3? and three? How are you feeling about it? <sighs> See, that's a good point. I want to know what Boise State's mindset is right now. Right, because obviously the first game of the season, they just let it get away from them. That amazing Thursday night game that was like on until 4 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> it was amazing. And Boise State had the lead in the game. They were up 21-3 to or something, and they just kind of let it get away. Then they lose to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's top 12 team. Then they go and they lose to Nevada at home. So I don't really know what their mindset is coming in, if they're going to be coming in with a chip on their shoulder or coming in kind of low and depressed. But I yeah. think BYU is the kind of team that either way is just going to come out and pound the ball and demoralize them. Yeah, I really think so. Uh, I mean, we got some uh, input from our fans. Oh, from our listeners. Heck yeah. Uh, we got 
Jared, who responded to one of our prompts, so we're not going to read that one. But shout out to Mark. Mark responded. He says, crowd will be loud and Boise State will be rattled. So I think Mark is expecting a big victory. Shout out him. Yep. And uh, it's a sellout crowd. Sellout crowd. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Shout out to all the BYU alumni that are buying tickets. Heck yeah. Love and that. W- I, I'm, I'm, f- I'm happy it's sold out. It better be the loudest freaking game of yeah. the year, though. I want this place to be rocking. You know what I think? Like, what game is going to be the biggest, like, sound wise and like sellout wise? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Virginia game. You think so? I think yeah. All the people that are like, I remember Bronco. He was such <laughs> a nice coach. All those old people are going to buy tickets. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, one more response from a listener is from my wife Katie. Already, shout out to Katie. She says BYU is going to make those horsies cry. <laughs> so like hopefully, yeah, let's beat them so bad that they cry. We, we would love to see that. BYU is in need of some style points if they want to move upward. Now that this top 10 is pretty packed. It, it is. It's really, really packed. So if we want any upward mobility, style points, style points, style points. Yep. Do you think Kalani is that kind of guy, though? That If we are in a position, you know, if we're up two scores at halftime, do you think Kalani's going to come out like he did against Utah State, kind of just play conservative, win the game? Or do you think he'll actually be like, hey, to make a New Year's Six Bowl, you know, BYU actually needs to win by 40. I think Kalani's a nice guy, but I think his best interest is his players, not the other team's players. Uh, we play conservatively because they didn't want to put Conover in a position to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to give him some good reps. Um, la- I, I would have said that they're not going to run up the score, but last year we did see Kalani run up the score on some of these teams. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if we have the chance to do it, I think we will. It all just depends on how our offense plays. And how do you expect them to play? You know, I don't know enough about Conover to, to see. I don't know if Conover, I think he's got a good deep ball, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Baylor Romney, I think we can trust Baylor Romney to sling the ball Very and to score so. quickly. Jaron Hall, we can score him. To, we can expect him to methodically score. Yep. Conover, don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out. All I care is if he scores more than Boise State scores. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be a very fun game. I think it'll be entertaining at least for three quarters, right? I expect, I do expect BYU to pull away in this one. Heck yeah. Just because I think we have amazing depth. Boise State hasn't looked that great. I expect us to pull away. But I think for the first couple quarters, fans are going to be into it. It's going to be a close game. You know, nationally televised, Skycam. Oh, I forgot about the Skycam. Skycam's coming. Love the Skycam. Okay, anyway, but I, I really think that BYU is going to pull away in this one. Let's hope for it. Go All Cougs. Right. Go Cougs, baby. All right, so that go that concludes our pregame analysis of BYU-Boise State. We got a couple ads that we've got to move into, and after that, we have our surprise guest. This episode of Les Talk is brought to you by Mini Rubik's Cubes. Here on this podcast, we love Rubik's Cubes, but let's be honest, they're big, they're clunky. Sometimes you want to take them out, but you can't fit it in your pocket, and where are you going to put it? I don't know. You're going to ask a, you're gonna ask somebody to put it in their purse? I don't have a purse. I'd have to ask my wife. That'd be awkward. But mini Rubik's Cubes, they work just as well, and they fit in your pocket. These things are amazing. You can pass time. You can improve your mental capacity you can do so many things with these rubik's cubes you can get frustrated pick them apart and put them back together there's no limitations with these rubik's cubes especially when they are travel size we love these things 
Shout out to the Mini Rubik's Cubes for supporting the podcast. And go Cougs. This episode is also brought to you by Heat. Have you ever been cold? Do you live in a cold place? Are you like my wife and always need to not be cold? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, then you need heat. It is the relative increase in velocity between molecules and will make you feel warmer when you are chilly. And so if you need to not be cold, then grab some heat from a variety of sources and use it to warm up and not be cold. All right, everybody. Welcome back from those wonderful, beautiful, amazing ad reads. We're so grateful for our sponsors on this podcast, those that don't exist yet, but will exist. We Soon. Soon. They're coming. There are whisperings. There are some whisperings. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. We got a guest picker on the podcast. Once Without again. further ado, we have... Drum roll. Jessa. Jessa. Hey, guys. How's it going? Call. Jessa, call. I wonder how... Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we open up every interview with the exact same question. Jessa, who the heck are you? This is a good question. That's a valid question, too. Um... So I am Jared's cousin. Um, I've known Jared for a hot minute. And I kind of, I don't know if you know this, but I kind of look at you as like my loyal BYU fan, like mentor, like, like back in the day, like, cause you know, our dads, our dads are brothers, right? Okay. And so Both crazy. I yeah. know they're so crazy and they can get super like pessimistic. They're part of the crowd. That's like fire the whole coaching staff in the heat of the moment. After Riding the on game. Cougar board. We hate this. We hate that. <laughs> exactly. I don't think my dad knows that Cougar board exists, which is probably a oh, good thing. Heavens. Probably a good thing. Uh, yeah, definitely a good thing. Um, we don't need to recruit more people to the craziness for sure. Um, but, yeah, so I like my fondest BYU football memories are going out at halftime to the to the north side, like grassy hill in the stadium, and tossing the football, and oh, then coming yes. back nice. in for the third quarter. So so good. It's been a good time. Amazing. Um, so you know me. Yep. Right. Do you know Justin? Accurate. No, I'm just meeting okay. Justin for the first time. I know you guys yeah. served in your missions together. Yes, we did. But how do you? How did you guys like meet? What's the story there? Because you guys are obviously still really good friends, and uh, we pretend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to pretend for the sake of the podcast, you know. <laughs> Catch us in real life, and oh, uh, <laughs> I remember when we first got to the MTC together. It was like four a.m. Yeah, and we're just rolling in, and they're just like, "All right, go to bed. You'll be up in three hours." You know, doing your thing, and we just like change into like just like our pajamas. You know, like basketball shorts and t-shirt and we get as we're getting into bed uh i like put on my white with the royal rep in the y shirt you know from the 2016 season and i look over and there's this guy in the other bunk wearing the exact same t-shirt and that was me (laughs) (laughs) yeah we let it find out we were in the wrong beds but we didn't care it it was just meant to be we had to be able to see each other right there yep and, oh, you know, we had some interesting experiences in the MTC. Oh, my goodness. Jared made fun of me a lot for getting too cold. We were we were actually in <laughs> Lima, Lima, Peru in the MTC. But uh, I had to rub cream on Jared's eye. Yep. So we became good friends really quick. Yeah. No secrets. For sure. <laughs> no secrets. And I think I might have also accidentally given Jared a concussion. 
Yeah, well, I think it's for sure because I can't remember half that day. So. <laughs> yeah, Jared had short-term memory loss. Okay, so this so is how yeah, the story goes. Story. <laughs> so we are playing football. You know, American football, real football. Of course. <laughs> We're just playing on the field. We're having a good time, right? And it's, it's a turf field, but it's just like concrete underneath the turf. So I'm playing quarterback, and Jared's playing receiver. And I do a little five-step drop. Jared's running up the left sideline. I hit him on some, like, 50-yard bomb. Yep. 50 yard, fifty air yards. BYU recruit me. It was amazing. On target. Perfect. <laughs> Jared turns around. And see if you can imagine this. This is a podcast so like, pe- the people can't see like, what I'm doing right now. But he goes up with one hand. Catches it with one hand. But then falls back and lands on his butt. And when he does, all the momentum takes him back. And Jared, do you remember what happened from that? I actually don't. <laughs> That's why I'm telling this story because like Jared doesn't remember half of it. Yeah. <laughs> but he fell back. All his momentum took took him back, and he hit his head on like the, like Baylor. So, yeah, did basically last what week. happened yeah. to Baylor. Uh-huh. So he gets up, and he has short term memory loss. He has absolutely no clue what's going on. <laughs> and I bring him in. I bring him into the classroom and sit him down and give him water. And he's like periodically forgetting. So I'll tell him, he'll forget again. I'll tell him, he'll forget again. <laughs> so I wrote down on the whiteboard what happened. And he'd be like, what happened? And look at the whiteboard. <laughs> but then my favorite thing is he would always be like, okay, but did I catch it? That's all he was concerned about, if he caught the ball. That's what I'm Unfortunately, when he hit the ground, he dropped it. Oh, so yeah, incomplete. I wrote that on the whiteboard. And so that periodically, instead of him asking me what was going on, I would just hear, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was great. Don't remember that, but... <laughs> so I, think, I, I think I took a up. picture of like what I wrote on the whiteboard, too. Yeah. I remember you were like... And all the people were like, dude, don't you remember what happened? Like, <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Great times. That's the best. Yeah. Good bonding experience. Yeah, that's an experience that'll bind you together for a while, for that sure. Like, that was an email to write home, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, anyway. That's the best. Moving on. All right, so we got Jessa here. She is wearing a beautiful royal blue BYU windbreaker jacket. Loyal Thank to you, the royal. BYU store. Yes. All right, so let's just hop into it. What are your favorite sports to play? And to watch. Okay, so I'll start with to play. I grew up playing soccer and basketball. Freaking um, beast at both of them. I, well, that's really kind of you to say. I enjoy <laughs> both of them. I a lot both of them. Um, my senior, uh, my high school stat sheet in both sports would disagree with you there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, um, basketball is probably my favorite to play. And then to watch football. For sure. And then basketball comes after that. Okay. Um, I've never gotten in, into watching soccer. Like, I know people are really passionate about soccer. It's just too slow for me. So, <laughs> I could play it all day. But, yeah. Yeah. Very Respect to all the soccer paced. players. Respect. But that, that's probably that's probably where we're coming from. All right. Do you lean more professional or college? College in both aspects. I always say the best months of the, the year are November and March. College football. College basketball. A woman of I love that. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. So what are the teams that you love, that you follow, that you hate, that you wish would just disappear off the face of the planet? Oh, see, this is a good one. So I'll start with love. <laughs> I like these three categories. There's like one and a half teams in love. BYU, obviously. Like, BYU is on a tier of its own. You can't really compare. My love for any team. And I always say, I didn't choose it. It chose me. I was like indoctrinated <laughs> into it. Like, I had no choice in this matter. Especially like 2017 when people were like, why are you still supporting the football team? Like, sorry. 2016 happened. Or when, when did Mangum throw the 
the Hail Mary? 2015? 16. Oh, 16. 16? Yeah. 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 16. Like, that's when it solidified. That's when they earned my respect. Was right there. In, grand- <laughs> in Grandpa's basement watching that. So, um, were you at that game? In the... In yeah, Nebraska? Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, in 15 or 16, whatever Legit. it was. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. Great. But, okay. So, that's love for sure. And then up there also is UNC. Just because AJ, my sister, and... and um, niece and, and brother-in-law are out there. So isn't he like going to yeah. North Carolina? Yep, he's yeah. doing Apple his PhD Hill. program out there. So, and I also love it cause like I'm an underdog fan. Right. And they're known for being a basketball school. Right. And so it's kind of cool that their football team is gaining relevance. It's been a bummer of a season this, this season, but they're doing better than Miami. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <True. laughs> Man. But yeah, so that's probably love. And then teams that I just follow, um, I've learned that I'm more of like a player fan than I am a, a team fan. Okay. So enough. Trevon Boykin, TCU. Okay. Ever since then, I've followed TCU. And okay. then Christian McCaffrey um, at Stanford. Ever since then, I can't help but like root for him. Like, again, it's like involuntary. I'm like, oh, <laughs> these guys played there. Because they were just such exciting players. And then Christian McCaffrey's my favorite pro player right now just because he's like, he lets his work speak for itself. He like yes. puts yeah. his head down and Absolutely. grind. And he's he's like one of the best to do it in the league. I think so. Yeah. Oh, and then hate. You know what? If you were to ask me this last season, Utah would definitely hit the list. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Because, like, just the nine years, or the nine games, you know, the 11 years, like, that hatred's boiling up. Even before the, when we went to the Utah game, even before I walked in and I was like, I thought I had gotten over my hatred for Utah football. (laughs) I really haven't. Like, but I, I was telling these guys before that, um, that we have a tradition, right, of paying for my dad. The Mississippi State game. This is when it all started. Like, okay, what was that? Was that sixteen? Twenty fourteen. Oh, fourteen. Dang, that was fourteen. I want to say. Yeah. So my dad would go up to visiting um, fans, pay for their meal, and then say like, "Welcome to Cougar Stadium." And I thought that was the coolest thing. So it's been like a tradition. And so um, I ended up doing that at the Utah game. And guys service really does change feelings because i was like oh okay i need to chill like my hate subsided and then we won and so i can't bring myself to like hate them you know this season at least because we beat them okay. and they're yeah. humble utah is better than nine <laughs> yeah. wins i 100 agree with that yeah, yeah. You, you hate little brother but you love little brother exactly there you go exactly. yep for sure when they beat us again which it'll happen sometime. I hope not. Never. But okay, yeah, <laughs> never, never. Um, if it does happen, I'm sure I'll, they'll be in the hate column. But another team um, that I'd like to see fail, I think Oklahoma is so overrated. Oh really yes. Yep. And th- this year especially, I have not seen anything that has impressed me about Spencer Rattler. Heck yeah. So, yeah, Spencer Rattler's a fraud. So yep. that's what I think. And like he got booed. I think the Oklahoma fans are realizing mm-hmm. the like he was on that TV show QB One, but. He's not, he's not all that, no. which I, I loved watching that show. But. <laughs> yeah. So those are, those are my picks. Alrighty. No, that is, that is amazing. Um, how do you think BYU has been playing so far? Obviously five and O ranked in top yeah. 10. Everybody's given us, you know, some degree of love. How do you view the season? Is it an empty calorie five and O do you think, you know, mm. we're winning the national championship? Where do you fall? Okay. So Remember at your wedding dinner, I told you we were going to go nine and three, right? And yep. your your um your reaction was like the least hostile that I got. People were like, "What the heck, nine and three? And I thought we were going to drop three games. I thought we were going to drop Baylor, Virginia, and USC. So this season is going about how I expected. Interesting. Like, to okay. be honest, um, I think I don't think we're CFP caliber. 
I don't know. We just haven't been able to put put together a full game yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's my one. Like, as soon as we put together a full game against a P5 opponent, or, like, even if we do against Boise State this week, I feel like I'll be more... But I think 10 is, like, right where we're sitting. I feel like that's pretty accurate. I thought we were going to fall to, like... Not fall, but I thought we were going to jump to, like, 11 or 10. But I think... Because we have done so well with the production that we have bringing back from this year. So I think that's a huge compliment also to our coaching staff and like the culture, the Lavelle culture that Kalani has like established. I think that has brought us this far to be completely honest, like with injuries and everything. So I think it's going about how I expected. And, but I don't think, I think we'll still, I I don't think we'll drop um, Virginia or USC anymore, but I am concerned about. Baylor. That's the only one. All right. Yeah. All right. So I think we could I think we could drop one game and probably end in the top ten to fifteen is my prediction. NY six, so. do you think? If we drop it to Baylor, win out. If we win out, yeah. Okay. I think so. I like That's about that. where I'm sitting. NY6 bound. We love to hear it. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And always taking the optimistic curve. Always. I'd rather I'd rather shoot high and fall than shoot low and fall. So, <laughs> the blue you know. goggles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> phenomenon. Glued on. <laughs> Okay, so we have an interesting question for you. You are our first female guest on the Honored. show. Honored. Oh, yeah. As a female athlete, what has your experience been? Um, this is a really good question. And when you, when you like, I saw this question on the script, I got super excited. I was like, oh, this is such a good question. Because, like, strong females and strong girls, like, get me so pumped. Like, I'm really, <laughs> really passionate about that. Um, but I was thinking about it, and I don't think – and this is the most interesting answer because I don't think my experience has been, like, that different from the, like, average, like, high school guy sure. athlete, other than nobody showed up to our basketball games, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would probably be the biggest thing. But I remember my dad sat me down one day, and he was like – and, you, like, I've mentioned this before. I'm, like, super optimistic, whatever. Take the – and he sat me down, and, like, I discovered that I would never be able to dunk. And that broke me. I was so sad about it. I was like, physically? I was like, and I, I, I like fought back on him. I was like, no, no, no. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Like, if I really want, it's like, I don't really want to dunk. But like, if I put my mind to it, I could work really hard athletically and like dunk. And he was like, no, you couldn't. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Not on a 10-foot rim, you know. And it, not that he was like trying to crush my dreams or anything. Right, but he was right. like, oh, dang. So that's like a funny little anecdote when I think of like the differences between girls and guys sports that comes to mind other than that honestly just my experience has been like working with the like the greatest coaches in the world who are people first processes second I think a lot of the great like female coaches male coaches as well but like um really relatable female coaches have been people first coaches and I think that's just really cool and so that's helped um like improve my experience i'm coaching right now too I coach, oh heck I coach yeah basketball part-time for, heck for yeah. a straight coach on the podcast yeah. <laughs> we gotta call you coach now yeah <laughs> that's right coach coach jessa <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good time so i think yeah that's been my experience as a female athlete and it's also really cool in the basketball like sector um i was like from a very young age like i was coached and i'm not like knocking on this at all but girls basketball was very much a fundamental like okay jump stop pass with both hands thumbs go down like very much like this routine because because girls are like you know slower physically they don't have the there are some girls you know that don't but but now seeing these athletes that I like coach the game is changing 
where there's less parody. There's more, there's less parody between like the style that guys play and the style mm-hmm. that girls right. play. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. so exciting to see, yeah, see these awesome. athletes come in. That's really cool. And so I'm really excited that it's moving to that way, but I don't know. It's just sports in general. You guys, you guys know with your experience in sports, it's been good. I was the only girl to play football at recess in like elementary <laughs> school. Okay. Yeah. So that was, I, yeah, I, 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 I was proud of that, I guess. Um, got picked on a bunch, but you know, it just makes you stronger. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's been my experience to answer your question. Love that's that question. awesome. And that's so cool that you get to be a coach and yeah. be a part of that, like transition, you know, and like help it move along, you know, and, and, and you know, still that and the young girls that you're coaching. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it was definitely moving that way towards like the end of my like basketball. I, I didn't play college or anything. I just graduated and was done, but but yeah, so it, it, it's definitely, I've seen that transition. And it's way exciting. It's way cool. Awesome. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Coach. You bet. For the yes. inspiring words and uh, the experiences. That was actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. That. So thank you. Um, awesome. We're going to move into our uh, weekly picks then. Let's go. So uh, we do upset Woo-hoo! picks, right? Yep. So um, three points. If your team wins, one if they cover. Mm-hmm. And Justin's in the lead right now. Well Four points. Four. Jared close behind at three. And we got one for Dan, one for the guests. So you got to carry the guests. Oh, you got it. You got to get that three points. Dope. This week, I have a pick that I feel really confident in. I think this is a steal. Memphis plus three and a half at Tulsa. Bing, bing, bing. I think Tulsa is not good at all. They've played close with good teams, but they've also lost to bad teams. So I think Memphis is going to win this game outright. Three points for me. Alrighty. I am going to go with Justin's favorite team. No. Oh. The UTSA Roadrunners. 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 Uh, they are somehow three and a half point dogs at Western Kentucky. I UTSA is undefeated. Yeah, and they're a good football team. Like they're a very complete team. So that was just one of those where you're like scrolling through them and you're like, huh? What? And so yeah, I'm slamming that. Uh, Dan, it's got Virginia Tech plus one versus Notre Dame at home. So That's big. I mean, they're at home. Notre Dame didn't look <laughs> good at all didn't last look week. Great, no. So. I, we Dan is rolling with Virginia Tech, Virginia guy. So uh, yeah. yeah, shout out at Virginia. They're Tech. coming off a bye too. Virginia Tech's coming off a bye. Yep, and they've had a big win at home over a UNC. you know quote better team, so <laughs> they can do it. Yep. Quote. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm taking San Jose State over Colorado State. I think they'll win out outright. I've been really impressed with San Jose State. They almost beat Oregon, right? Uh, USC. 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 That's the one. Um, oh, Fresno State almost yeah, beat Fresno Oregon. State almost beat that's Oregon. the one. But um, but yeah, I think I, I my original pick was we'll get to it, but it was one of the the picks that we're gonna talk about soon. So, um, but yeah, it's at Colorado State and San Jose State has a better record, and so we're rolling with that one. We like All it. All right, sweet. So those are our upset picks. We're really excited about them. I think we might all get three points. Uh, honestly, I could see it. Maybe. All there right, let's move on to our picks of the week. We got 10 games that we're picking from. Oh, oh. College football week six. Let's start it out with Stanford, a frisky team that just beat <laughs> Oregon yes. at 22 Arizona State. Arizona State favored by 10 and a half. Dan picked Arizona State to win this game, and I, too, am picking Arizona State. 
solely because we need them to keep getting better for our <laughs> schedule. Uh, I agree. Um, I also, when I went to the Arizona State game a couple weeks ago, uh, their walkout video was phenomenal. It got me hyped. So I'm going Let's with go. them because they're going to be hyped coming out at home. Their fans are crazy. And like the student section, it's it wasn't as big as BYU's, but it was loud. It was, loud. Like, it was really loud. So I'm going with Forks Up. I think Stanford is frisky, but it's at Arizona State. And so they're going to take it. Retweet all of that. BYU strength schedule. I'm taking ASU. All righty. Next up, you thought we had a toilet bowl last week? Well, this week we got the porter potty bowl or something. I don't know. I don't know what has to happen for UConn to be favored in a game, but they are favored at UMass. Dan picked UConn to win this game. He's big on the Huskies, thinks they're going to get their first win. I, too, think that UConn is going to get their first win of the season and take down the Minutemen at their home. Ooh, this is a tough one for me. UMass has been scoring over 20 points a game. Okay. Which I'm, I guess who? I, I you know, I can't remember, but they were like scored 7 against Pitt. Oh, they scored Boston four touchdowns College. against Boston College. Exactly. Four touchdowns against Eastern Michigan, a field goal against UMass. But oh, sorry, against Coastal. Against Coastal. But so they've proven that they can score the football. UConn has really done that. So last week Last week, yes, they were playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I This is really hard for me. I think I'm going to stick with UConn, but if UMass wins, I will not be surprised. And if anybody is being super excited about this game, I don't know who you are, good for you. You're not going to be able to watch the game because it's not, not televised. So get that ESPN Gamecast going. That's the best. Okay, I'm going UMass just because I saw it. This one's too close mm-hmm. to call to me. Um, and two winless teams, I'm taking home advantage. And okay. like Kirk Herbstreet says, I like it when he sees like all blue or all red at the bottom and he's like, okay, I got to mix it up. So you miss. Alrighty. Right. Honestly, you should probably win because of that. So yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got a team that Jared is a little high on. We saw that he put them in there in his top 10 Wyoming at Air Force. Air Force is a four point favorite. Dan is big on Air Force because he says someone from his mission is on the team. Arr. So, shout out Air Force. Dan picks Air Force. I think Air Force is going to win this game as well. I don't think Wyoming's undefeated schedule. It's absolute <laughs> empty calories. They beat UConn by two. Montana State, yeah. man. They beat Come UConn on. by two. <laughs> Air Force has got this game. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like you said, Wyoming hasn't had the most impressive victories. But... BYU hasn't either. And also, I'm choosing Wyoming because they were an old Mountain West Conference opponent for BYU. Fair enough. And there's nothing better than seeing the brown and yellow Cowboys <laughs> be good at football. And so oh, I'm mean, banking Allen's. on that. Yes, I'm going with Wyoming for absolutely no reason at all except <laughs> I just want them to win. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm taking Wyoming because I served in Wyoming, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Never served in like the college town, but everybody knew like we're Wyoming fans, so we're right. on with that. How's the vibe of Wyoming fans when they found out you're a BOU fan? Fine. Yeah. yeah maybe okay. I wasn't around any like super hardcore. I served in Warland, Wyoming. Shout out Warland. Um, and they have like five thousand people. 
and Tensleep, yeah. which has 260 people. Ooh. So, wow. yeah. So, I didn't have a lot of football conversations in this. <laughs> so. More farming and cattle ranging. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oil, oil, my, what, how do you, what do you do with oil? Do you mine it? Do you drill it? You drill, drill it. For it. That's yeah. what it is. Okay, yeah. Good people. All right. So Next up on the docket. We have a very interesting game for BYU Strength of Schedule. Yes. We got what we- I almost said Wyoming. <laughs> West Virginia at the Baylor Mustard Cakes. Ooh. 10 a.m. FS1. Baylor's favored by three. Dan is going with West Virginia. Yeah. Bold take. <laughs> Baylor is favored in this game, I think, for good reason. I think they'll win. I need Baylor to win so that our matchup against them will be top 25, hopefully. So, I'm going with the Bears. Yep, I agree. Um, Solely with my heart on this pick, as with all of my picks. Yeah. You know, no brain, full heart. Jeff Grimes, the mustard, they're at home. Going Baylor. Yeah, same. That's where I'm at. I was really sad they lost to Oklahoma State last week. (sighs) That was a bummer. Yeah. We would have. They'd probably be ranked right when they mm-hmm. when we met them. So, yeah, I think uh, something we have written in the script is Jessa wants this to be a close game. Yeah. Which do you kind of want to expand on that logic? Yeah, I kind of wanted to be a close game. Why did I write that? Um. Oh, <laughs> because I I like West Virginia too. So I I like I want it to be a close game in the sense that. Oh, okay. I want it to be a close game in the sense that we see some of Baylor's like weak points, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. So, so if they if West Virginia, I do like West Virginia as well. But um, if West Virginia can keep it close, I think it'll help our game planning just from a strategy perspective. So yeah. I'd love to see like a couple turnovers, you know, like some yeah. weak points. But that's why I'd like it to be close. But ultimately, Baylor pull it out. No, All that's right. great. I yeah. kind of want the same thing. For that reasoning, you know, get more tape on them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a blowout. But also because I want Baylor to be super beaten up yeah. when we go uh, into their place, right? That would be good. I want them to play like seven overtimes, you know, <laughs> have them just, their guys like sucking wind, you know. I would just 17 players injured. Exactly. God bless them. Exactly. And no, that they not, heal. no wishing injury. <laughs> just that it'll be... They'll be out for a week. Yes. They'll be out until that next Sunday after they have played Mm. BYU. Yeah, or at the very least, they come into the game already limping. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, side tangent, let's get back to our uh, next pick, which is a big game. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not. We got number 11, Michigan State, playing at Rutgers, who took a booty whooping to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Ohio State absolutely smacked them. But I still think Rutgers is a pretty good football team, and we're about to find out how real Michigan State really is. Yeah, I totally agree. I, Dan has picked Sparty to win this game. I am hesitant, but I'm picking Sparty too. Uh, Michigan State, they're they're like the Cinderella this year, right? I mean, that's what Coastal Carolina and BYU were last year. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of over the BYU hype, the Coastal Carolina hype. They need they want Michigan State to be good again. Yeah, and it's good for football that they're good again. But I think Rutgers is the best team that they're going to play uh, that they will have played thus far up, up to this point, up until yeah. this point. They're gonna prevent. They're gonna present a challenge, but I think Sparty's gonna pull it off. All right. Uh, I am also going with Michigan State again. As an Ohio State fan, I want our division to be as strong as possible, so that when we sweep the division and win the Big Ten, we can avenge that loss to Oregon. Right. So I'm going to Sparty. Need them to win. I mean, it would be great if Rutgers won too, because Rutgers also in our division. But it would mean more if Sparty won. They get into the top 10, you know, ranked right behind BYU. And 
Ohio State get another quality top 10 win on their schedule to avenge that Oregon loss. Mm, nice. I'm taking uh, Michigan State, too. Yep. Awesome. Next up, we got Utah at USC, a Pac-10. Don't believe in the 12. Pac-10 <laughs> matchup. Man, Utah at USC. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Dan picked USC. Um, we're kind of torn on this because for strength of schedule, you know, we want Utah to look better, but I want I want the USC game to be better for mm. the last week mm. of the year more than I want the second game of the year Utah game to be good. Because, to be honest, BYU doesn't have a conference championship game that puts us at a disadvantage for those final rankings. Mm-hmm. We need USC to be good, and we need to blow them out at the Coliseum. So, I want USC to win this game. That's great logic. Dan picked USC, too. I don't remember if I said that. I'm going with the thinking youth because because I have waited so long to beat Utah that I don't want them to have a down year and just be like, oh, it's just because we had a down year and Charlie Brewer and this and that. I want Utah to be, you know, go 10 and 2 or whatever they can now and so they could be like, you know what, we had a good team, but BYU was the better team, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't just, oh, we caught them on a bad year. I want BYU to hold that over their head for the next however many years until we play them again. So I'm going with the thinking youth. Mm, both good. I'm going to I'm gonna side with Justin on this one. I want to beat a team that also like beat Utah, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like be another like, yeah, layer you, of... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you beat, like you lost the USC, well, we beat you anyways. So UC's got some of that hatred kind of coming back. But <laughs> I have uh, 12 years to make up for so, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It's fine. No holds barred. Mm-hmm. Whatever Taking the saying USC. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, next game. Uh, we might call this the bounce back game of the week. Uh-huh. We got uh, Arkansas, the razor burnt Razorbacks, versus <laughs> the popcornless Ole Miss Rebels. <laughs> yep, it's a top twenty matchup. Thirteen against seventeen. Don't. Big bounce back game for both teams. Yeah. I think Arkansas got exposed. I don't think they're that great. I think Ole Miss has the defensive capacity to shut down Arkansas, and their offense will put up points. Ole Miss will win this game. Dan seems like he is going with the Rebels as well. All right. I am also going with the Rebels because I think Arkansas has zero positive take to take away from the Georgia game. Absolutely zero. Whereas Ole Miss can be like, you know what? We didn't score for three quarters, but we still scored. Yeah. That's more than Arkansas can say. Ole Miss is winning the game. Yeah. Same. Pretty much everything you guys just said. I think Arkansas is overrated, and then Matt Corral is going to come out guns blazing. So. Heck yeah. All right, Matt Corral. Love me some watch. Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Now we got what I think is one of the most interesting games of the week. Agreed. Number six, Oklahoma versus number 21, Texas. Is Texas back? Was the Arkansas game a fluke? Has Sarkeesian figured out their offense? Mm. I think the answer to all those questions is... Yes. Ooh. I think Texas is going to beat Oklahoma. Not because Texas is good, but because Oklahoma is bad. <laughs> I don't think Oklahoma is very good. Texas will win this game. Dan is also taking the Longhorns in this matchup. Alrighty. Um, a challenge for all of our listeners right now, pause the podcast and say Red River Rivalry five times fast. Oh boy. Just try it. Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry, Red River Rivalry. Dang, just like you're doing really well. (laughs) I can't even say it once fast. I have to pause in between each word so I can say it right. I had to whisper while I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Cheater. Anyway, 
I'm going with Texas for the same reason Justin is. Not because Texas is good, just because my faith in Spencer Rattler is like negative faith. Like, I, I don't... I'm just going to make kind of an off-color joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I have no faith in Spencer Rattler, and I have somewhat faith in Steve Sarkeesian, So I got a question for you. Yes. Over, under. Spencer Rattler interceptions. One and a half. Over, over, okay. over, 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 over. Same. All right. Yep. <laughs> Jess? Um, I have Oklahoma written, but that is definitely not what I am picking. Um, oh, Texas. Okay. And I have Texas big, like blowout. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm all on this. Okay. Um, and we both, we know about these teams historically too. They don't really play defense. Um, <laughs> so I am going over, what was, what's the line? Like 65 I'm or something? Oh, sure. Let me look that one up really quick. Texas Whatever it is, I'm taking the over. I'm, I'm like, it's one of those games. 342. It Texas. is. Oh, I don't want the money. I'm line. going, yeah. I want the over under. I got 63 and a half. 63 yeah, and a half. over. Yep. I think oh. Texas is going to score 63 points. <laughs> that's what I'm taking. That's that's the bold take of the week that could cash in big or be a raging flop. Put so. your Cheez-Its on coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Now to arguably the biggest game that we have seen in college football up to this point. We got undefeated number four Penn State going to... Number three, Iowa. Iowa at home, favored by two and a half. Cash this game. On the commercial breaks of the BYU game, it'll be at 2 p.m. on Fox. How are we feeling, guys? This is a massive game. I'm sad it's at two. <laughs> I know, right? We'll be, we'll be at the, yeah, I mean, I'll be at the game. So that's a, I'll be following it on ESPN at halftime. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So we called Iowa frauds. On our Instagram page, we labeled <laughs> Iowa as frauds. And we yeah. got our freaking we we got shut up. We got shut up really we got our really teeth badly. Kicked in. We got our teeth kicked in. Uh I'm not backing down from that take though. I don't think Iowa's great. I think Penn State is better. Penn State will win this game. But Dan, I think this is the first time he's disagreeing with me. Ooh. He's picking the Hawkeyes. Alrighty. Um Okay. One of my favorite college football memories that is not a BYU game twofold that have to do with Iowa. One was when Iowa kicked a game-winning field goal to beat Michigan in mm. 2016, I yep. think it was. It was fantastic. I was loving that stuff. Um, and then the other one was when Penn State went to Iowa. Iowa broke out these cool, like, throwback jerseys. And that game, like, was just, it was on primetime ABC. I was like, eh, you know, like, probably won't be that great of a game. It was one of the most intense football games I've ever seen. Iowa and Penn State are so similar in the way that they recruit in the way that they have their their like system set up i thought it was a fantastic game so i know iowa's going to come out swinging that crowd is fantastic it's kind of like the iowa the utah state stadium okay. where the crowd is like 2 feet from the bench so that's going to be crazy but i'm going with penn state cuz my uncle jared went to law school at penn state go lions All we right. are Nice. Go Nittany. Nittany. I, I can never say that. Nittany Lions. Nittany. 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 I can say Red River Rivalry, but I can't say Nittany. <laughs> Jessa, what are you thinking? I, I'm going Iowa. And this is an emotional pick. Because okay. I, I love the hospital wave that they do. Okay. Before, uh, that's true. You know? Yeah. So this is like, yeah. So I, I like Iowa. And I also, I think Penn State might be a little bit overrated as well. Okay. It's going to sound bad, but... Don't disagree. I'm comparing him to, like, Saquon Barkley era, I guess. But, um, yeah. 
I have a gut feeling that Iowa might pull this one out. Alrighty. How are your feelings about Iowa? Do you think they are overrated? Do After, you think they're for real? I was on your train before last week, and then last week came, and I was like, okay, if they get their crap figured out, like, they can go play. So that's why I think, I don't think it'll be like a blowout or anything. I think this one will come down to the wire, definitely. But I think Iowa gives the edge. And I like them in the top five, I think, after last week. But maybe not three. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Fair so. enough. I have a take. Yeah. Penn State and Iowa will both be two lost teams by the end oh. of this year. I actually kind of like that. Before the season. What? Okay. Championships included, but they will both be two lost teams. Okay. I can see Penn State. Right, because they have to go through the freaking gauntlet and play yeah. Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio yeah. State, plus probably Iowa again, right? Who do you think Iowa is going to lose to? No, that's a good or do you question. think that you lose like this game and then the conference championship game? So they have a the last game of the year is sneaky at Nebraska. Okay, so okay. I think that will be sneaky. Nebraska. They have to play at Wisconsin still. Wisconsin isn't great, but who a knows? Good atmosphere. They got Minnesota left on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, their schedule honestly isn't that tough, to be honest, after this. But uh, I think Penn State might lose two games before. I don't know. Maybe Iowa will lose this game and then the conference championship, conference championship game. I don't know. I but they're both going to be two lost teams. You heard it here first. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to write that one down. Yeah, All right. <laughs> I'm moving on to the most important game. Boise State at BYU. BYU favored by five points. Uh, I think it's shifted to six now. Is it six, is it now? six yeah. now? It's been jumping it's around been like jumping yeah. all It started out at three, three, three and a half. Three and a half, then it moved down to two, then okay. it moved back up to three and a half, then to five. Now it's at six. Now, now it's at six. six. Yep. There you go. Okay, so obviously we're all going to pick BYU. <laughs> so let's throw our impromptu <laughs> no. score predictions. Yes. Uh, we forgot to do these, so Dan doesn't have a score prediction. Uh, we can throw <laughs> it on the Instagram or something later. My score prediction for this game, I think that it will be a little more high-flying than games in the past. Ooh, I, I think like that, that BYU will win this game approximately 32 to 20. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. 32 to 17. Oh, okay. okay. 32 Two to 17. Scores. Win by 15. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that BYU is going to get it together. Okay. I walked by the practice today. I looked over the fence. I saw Jacob Conover taking the quarterback reps. Now, I have no idea if this is first or second team, but he was the one that was taking the snaps and throwing the ball. So, and he looked good. So, I'm going to go BYU breaks the 40 banger and wins 42 to 24. And I think at least one score is garbage time score for Boise State. Mm. Okay. Jessa, what do you got? Okay, on the fly, I like us going over 40 points. We were so close to it against Utah State. Probably could have. And Yeah, it. for reals. Um, Baylor plays the whole game, and we win by 20-plus. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, okay, so I'm going to go... I'm going to go 44 for BYU, but I think Shakir... Remember last year he went on like that... What was that, 17-point swing? Like something? at the very end of the game? Yeah, the very yeah. end of the game. Uh, yeah, crazy. single-handedly. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, kind of like what happened with Thompson last week, we, we let him loose for maybe two. So, but I, yeah. So I'm going to go 44. I can't remember what you guys said. 44-27 is what I'm going to okay. say. Okay, 44-27. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we got by 15, by 17, and by 18. Hey, we like that. Good, Maybe uh, Dan will pick by 16. Yeah. Two, three scores? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jess, give us your one key to victory. What do you think will do a, do a, will give BYU the victory? Um, I'm going to say putting together a full game is going to be it. Like, shutting down the third quarter. So I think... I think defensively getting off the field early in the third quarter on multiple drives, I think will be the key. To the game. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, right? <laughs> no 90 yard drives in the third quarter, please. please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that relates to the, the reel that we just posted on Instagram. Go check it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our picks. That's the guest segment. And that is the episode. Yes. Thank you so much for, for listening to this episode of Les Talk. Before we sign off, we want to remind you guys one more time about the tailgate party that we have. Heck yeah, baby. Saturday morning, 9.45 a.m. in the BYU tailgate lot. It's across from the Rancheritos and Cougar Boulevard. Uh, right behind the Baskin Robbins. Yep. Right? Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a you know a canopy up with grills, and we'll have TVs, football games. It'll be great. Come get some food. Say hi to us. We'll have food, flyers, and free T-shirts and football and football. So yeah, pick up a T-shirt. We don't know how many. We probably won't have very many T-shirts. So Except gotta get there early. early. <laughs> <laughs> and a huge shout out to Jessa. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on. This is like being asked to be like the celebrity picker on game day. This is equivalent (laughs) to me because I'll never get there. So this is like this is like the best. So hey, 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 guys, don't shortchange yourself. You're right. You you could be there. You could be there. What will I be famous for? Who knows? Yeah, we'll be on there. Anything as uh, as hosts, and we'll have you on. Perfect. Okay, game day. ESPN. Don't recruit your future like hosts. You already got them here. Heck yeah, baby, right here. (laughs) on let's talk (laughs) well thanks again jessa huge shout out it's great to have you on yeah make sure you follow us on social media on instagram and on twitter at let's talk pod check out our website let's sorry let's talk podcast.com check out jared's weekend watch guides they're killer dude and they're amazing i love those things they really get me through the weekend check those out you can also listen to the episodes on there share this episode with your friends Rate, review, subscribe, you know the drill. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Les Talk. We'll catch you next time. Let's have a weekend. Go Kooks. Ah, 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 ah.